What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest of cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers as people of color who've made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shan Times. What's up? What's up? What's going on? Welcome to Wednesday's episode of the uh, the podcast. Definitely tune in uh, throughout the week. So on Monday, we talked about the uh, Microsoft outages. So I think this one focus on Azure or uh, people, people say fancy. Like, they say like... It's Azure. I'm pretty sure it's Azure. Azure, right? They're like Azure or something like that. I don't know. Call it what you want. But, <laughs> uh, but we also go into how it impacted Outlook and uh, uh, Office 365. That one. Uh, yesterday's episode, we talked about how uh, Google's trying to get uh, a handle on uh, AI policy and things of that nature uh, moving forward and kind of talk about the NIST RMF uh, AI framework as well. So definitely tune in for that one. And now, without further ado, I give it to Shannon. All right, everybody. This one actually comes from infosecuritymagazine.com again. Um, this one's from Alessandro Masolino, um, and it's titled Microsoft Brings Open AI Tech to U.S. Agencies. So, again, all you sci-fi fans, right? Skynet, this is how it happened. Like when it took over, it was in a military installation, right? This is how it's going to go. But, you know, I'm preaching this doom. I will be I will be a prophet when it is all said and done on how technology will kill us. But you guys stand on the corner with the sign. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> end is the end is nigh. People. The end is nigh. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll have been homeless by then. Like I'll, I'll have lost it all. Family. Your job. Hey, I took your job. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I took my job. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like Spooner from uh, from iRobot. You know, can't stand the robot. <laughs> but um, but no. So what's happened is Microsoft announced a, a, an integration of open AI technology into its services um, aimed at empowering U.S. government agencies. Right. So um, what this what they're trying to do, um, they put a blog post out there about this um, uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday. That'll be what, the 7th? Is that right? The 7th? Yeah. Um, so what they're going to do is this integration is allowing government agencies to harness capabilities of Azure Open AI service, right? So eventually this was going to happen, right? Like we knew this was going to happen with with um, the AI that's out there and all that is being implemented in, into um, the DOD, the the US DOD. I can't speak for anybody else, but the American DOD um, is it, all over um, Microsoft, right? Like it's everywhere in everything that we do. So it was only a matter of time for this to happen. Um, so. What they're doing here, um, they're, they're trying to bridge the gap, right? Commercial cloud, government cloud operations. Um, and with that, with Azure having an open AI service, what they're trying to do is implement that to try to free up some, some, some time um, when it comes to services that are being provided. Now, what they've assured us in this article is that they're not going to get into um, having this when it comes to classified information, right? There's going to be a separation. Like this, this is more along the lines of, from, from what I gather from the article, um, is them helping with service things, right? Like to help people when they call in. Um, it, it, it's more along the lines of like, um, if you need help with uh, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Deers, things like that, right? You know what I mean? Like looking up family members and 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 uh, helping you uh, do, uh, what am I trying to say here? I'm a little tongue tied with this. But yeah, not, stuff maybe. Yeah, yeah, VA stuff, things like that. Like, um, more of your social services, right? Like not not your defense operations is what I'm trying to say, right? So um, things of that nature. That's what they're that's what they're talking about, and they're assuring us, right? Like there's not going to be there's not going to be a mix up between the two. Now I'm I'm a, I'm a little skeptical of this, right? Not not because of Microsoft and what they're saying, but because of the human error factor, right? So 
there are a lot of people, I mean, I say a lot, there are several people in the DOD that work in mixed environments, right? Myself included. So um, the fact that I can work in an environment where I'm doing something that's um, unclassified, right? And then it ends up being classified or it be, it, it's at a different level, right? It's only a matter of time before somebody does something or, or downloads something or put something on a network that's not supposed to be there and then it runs wild. You're going to have to try to rein it in, right? So I understand what they're trying to do. They are trying to free up time, right? So people can be people can be left to handle um, bigger things than what they are right now, right? But they're trying they're they're trying to get ahead of the game, right? So um, they're saying it's going to be uh, an encrypted network. Uh, uh, it's never remained in the commercial environment, right? So, um, but it, again, there's the human factor in all of this, right? Like somebody has to make sure these things sep stay separated like they are, and, and humans are not infallible, right? Um, you may have it to where somebody's like, you know, I think I know this system good enough to where. I, I could I could do this. I could put it somewhere it's not supposed to be and it won't be a problem. Like I've been dealing with this for years now, you know, and that's not where I think we may get into to some trouble. But how we guarantee that, I don't know. Right. So um, it, it's <laughs> again. So we, we talked about this in the last episode. Right. Like, you don't you don't think Sky, you think Skynet is decades away. Right. This right here. This is going to be the start of it. And it's going to be somebody else who thinks they know better um, than 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 you know, what the DOD does or or what Microsoft does. It's like, nah, this isn't going to be a problem if I do this, that, and the third, but this is where we are, right? So they're, uh, they're they, I, I, I get it. They want to do this. It's supposed to, supposed to help with other things that are not specific to classified information, but it's only a matter of time, right? If, especially if it works well. If it works well, they're going to be like, oh, okay, we can use this to do this now, right? We can use this to do this now. And then you give it the keys to the kingdom and Skynet takes us all down. Right. Let's just all be prepared for it. But Ryan, what's your thoughts on this? So, uh, again, I'm optimistic on it. Uh, so I think it will make things a little bit more efficient. Like, um, so when I call into, because uh, now I'm, I'm a crusty old vet, right? You see this gray hair right here? You think something on my chin? It's, this is gray. <laughs> I'm throwing gray hairs on my face. Finally getting up there. Um, when I call into the VA to ask a question and things of that nature, like actually the, the call times are pretty short. So shout out to the VA for that. I don't know what it was like in the past. I just now entered the roles of uh, the VA, but I think it's greatly improved. However, um, uh, well, so I don't want anybody to lose their job, but so like we say AI is going to take our jobs. It's going to take these type of jobs uh, off the bat. So you still going to need people. Uh, to answer questions and things of that nature, but you'll need less people because you'll have generative AI answering the questions of, uh, you know, dependents and veterans and all that good stuff and be very accurate and very efficient. Um, so it's not like, like right now you get very upset with your um, your call trees. You're like, human, I want to speak to representative, representative, because I need to gather a little bit more information <laughs> before I can do that. Uh, but just think if it if it was more adaptive, more human-like, it, it may just be able to answer your questions. Uh, so you'll need less people in these call centers and things of that nature. So that, that is a little scary. Like that, it literally will be taking jobs. Um, however, uh, I I can see it being very helpful to the customer side, right? I don't have to wait five minutes or or wait an hour and ask for a call back. Like it can literally just answer my question, uh, which will be, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Um, in, in that regard, like some, someone will lose their, uh, their this type of job. However, I, as a customer, will be 
more happy with my service. So not because the people are bad. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying right now, when you call any any uh, culture, usually it starts off with a really bad robot and you have to work your way to a person, which can take a very long time because there's, there's very few people um, or traffic is high. Because usually when you're calling something, it's because it's down, right? Like, oh man, this is broken or busted or I can't reach this. Uh, and then you'll get the robot first before you get a, uh, a person. Uh, but just things was adapted, like like currently, and and on rails, so it doesn't start to hallucinate because that's another issue that they have with AI, where it, it'll make a bias based upon what it found on the internet. Like it's not his fault. The internet's it's trash information, uh, for the most part. So we will see how that works out as well. Because now, if I call you about my bank account balance and you tell me something crazy, it's only going to make me even more upset. <laughs> You're negative forty five million dollars. I'm like, oh, hold up. <laughs> So we will see how that rolls out. But I, I, th I think with a, a few tweaks here, it'll be where it needs to be. Um, I think the fork, like you said, like this is the, uh, this is the point, right? It'll start with it being in, in call centers and it'll work its way into um, being used by the agency when it is that efficient, efficient and effective. And I, I'm kind of still optimistic about it. Like, I think that would be real cool. <laughs> Just think about it like, the, like again, a decade from now, uh, where you have this thing integrated into um, joint systems, right? Like, so when I was uh, leaving uh, the military, when I was retiring, you had this thing called JADC2 that was still being stood up, right? It's the, what is JADC2? It's like joint all domain command and control. So it was like a new uh, integration of the services because every service has their own tools and networks, their own jargon. Uh, so when you work joint, it, it, there's a, a lot of work that needs to be done to make sure everybody's on the same page. Everybody understands everything. Make sure that these uh, systems all communicate. And they don't very well, at least not at the time when I was leaving. Uh, it's it's they would make some of the crappiest integrations uh, just because every branch is in charge of their own pot of the money. They go into the contract. And it doesn't specify it has to work with the other service. Like that's a new concept. Um, and you get put in situations where things just don't communicate very well. Uh, what they're going for is just like one platform where regardless of what service you're on, you're able to just pull up your device and it'll show you the information you need. So if you need to interface with the Army, you know where all the, the supply stuff is at. If you need to interface with the Navy, you know where the, the ships are at. Uh, you, gotta, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, think if that had AI integration with how supercharged that would be. Um, so it's, it's both scary because, yeah, what if things go awry? Like, that's more people getting bad information, potentially. Um, but if it goes well, I mean, you have, like, a Cortana-type device, right? Like, you are the master chief at it, uh, where you can just call for things and they happen. Uh, you know, it's, it's more adaptive on the battlefield because that's really what it comes down to is that decentralized command and control where, you know, Airman Snuffy on the battlefield is able to make moves and make things happen without having to call all the way back up to the hitch yet. So I I think that would be really cool, but I'd rather be in our hands than another country's hands, right? <laughs> so, so I got a question for you. So I'm not a, I, I, I get the reference for Halo, but was Cortana a good thing now or no? For the first decade, like they 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 had to, they had to do something with it, right? Mm. Like, so in, in the Halo verse, AIs go crazy. Um, uh, because they're because they're so knowledgeable, right? Like they just they they uh, outthink themselves and they they go they go rampant is what it was called. 
but that's made up. <laughs> we haven't experienced that yet. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, and then she said she decided to like like destroy humanity or something like this. <laughs> okay. All that's, right. that that's that's our own bias on AI, right? I hear you, and here's the thing: I'm 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 semi-joking with some of the some of the comments I make, right? Now I say semi-joking because I believe the possibility is really there, right? That that something could go horribly wrong, right? It could be like if we if we start creating this AI and then they start talking about three laws, I'd be like, okay, I know where this is going. Like I I right, have, right. I have seen this happen before. Spooner was right, you know what I mean? Like that's that's what I'll say. But no, I I get it. Like I I do. I do appreciate what they're trying to do in the services because they are trying to do it for better service, right? Like, and 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 again, um, they actually mentioned in the article as well to like free up people to provide other more essential services. You know what I mean? But I I, I don't know. That's the, the free us up to not have to pay these people. Like we don't have to outsource overseas any longer. We can just outsource the AI. That's true. So that that part makes me nervous. Like I don't believe it. it I think I think it's it's a amazing tool integrate with human beings but there are certain jobs where it can just take over and that would be one of them in my opinion unless it's terrible right like unless it's like we're that's not terrible now but it's very inconvenient like i'm always finding you can't always get what you want with these basic uh call trees right so like it would be nice to talk to a human right now please give me a representative uh but if this thing's able to pull information like i think it's gonna be able to pull information do you ever need a human in that case i, I think that part's scary no, you're right. You're right. Because even even if the implement implementation does leave something to be desired, um, they're just going to work harder at it. They're going to be like, okay, we just need to fine tune it. They're not going to be like, all right, let's go back to adding humans in again, right? Because they'll have already phased that out. You know, uh, wages for a pain. I'm like, hey, it's well. So it'll it'll always be cheaper. But I think that the the makers of these um, uh, AI as a service uh, situations will do just like they did with um, uh, hardware, right? Like you used to be able to just buy a switch or a router from Cisco or Juniper or whomever. And then it turned into like, we'll give you the, the entire suite, which you have to pay per license, right? Like how do we make this product make us more money? So I think the same thing will happen with AI. If it, if it ever did get in that situation, it's like, okay, well now every year, the service is a little bit more expensive because we made it better. We've we fine tuned it, right? So now every year we have to charge you a little bit more for this license. And then it will probably scale upon how many customers are calling you, right? If you have a small footprint, you pay for this for the AI. But if you have, if you're a national bank or you're a uh, a VA or something like that, like now we, the license is more expensive because uh, we have to spend up more more instances of this thing um, to to interface with people. So it won't be cheap, but it may be cheaper than a person because you don't have to pay benefits and things of that nature. So that is something to, to think about for the future. I don't think it's going to get to us anytime soon, but I could be wrong. Right? Maybe GRC as a service does pop up. We have these instances of uh, uh, isos and isms that are uh, gener generative. Right? That would suck to me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> right? like we don't need security consultant. We got uh, the, the security consultant AI. <laughs> <laughs> working this this business kind of new decline. Don't worry about it. Like, ugh. so, but I, I th again, I think that's decades down the road. That's not anytime soon. Right now, it's going to be a tool for us to use as opposed to a replacement. But I mean, we'll see. So, 
Uh, with that being said, definitely continue to tune in throughout the week. Uh, again, we have special guest Jessica Cook on Thursday, but go back and listen to last Thursday where I talked to Kenneth Ellington about his uh, Cyber Academy. So definitely a, a really good episode. Uh, and then we have more guests coming up uh, in the near future. So uh, we're, we're definitely starting to uh, you know, do some new things this season two. Hit up all the websites that go by our name. Hit me up personally. I'm at RYRY Security Guy. It's RYRY Security Guy. Uh, stay safe, stay secure. Thank you.